we acknowledge the original owners of the land on which we podcast, whose stories were told for thousands of years. Today, we are recording in Mianjin. We pay our respects to elders past and present who may be listening. Sovereignty was never ceded. A quick note before we get started that there may be some swearing in today's podcast. If you don't like swearing or usually listen with children in the car, you have been warned. You're listening to What in the NDIS Now, a podcast where I, Hannah Redford, and my friend Sam Rosenbaum interview participants and providers about all things NDIS. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the episode today. Hi, Sam. How are you going? Hi, I'm well. How are you, Hannah? I'm a bit excited about today's guest. It, it does seem like an interesting one. Who Who's on today? We've got... Tara. Welcome, Tara, to the podcast. Thank you. Hi. Really excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming. No worries. So the way we start um, usually is we ask, where did you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in Sydney. I just moved to Brisbane about six months ago. So it's really exciting. Great move. Um, I grew up in Sydney around the Bondi area. Yeah. Most of my life and kind of lived there till six months ago. Oh, look, around the eastern suburbs in yeah, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so, but not much further than that. Always close to a beach. Yeah. Oh, so this is nice. Yeah. So this has been a big change. Um, not having a beach two minute walk away from my house. Um, but the weather is helping me get over that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are in the st- sun- sunny oh, state now. So yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> welcome. It's, it's a very nice, nice place. Yeah, thank you. I love the winter. Here. Hannah and I are both from Victoria and uh, we, yeah. we don't regret moving at all. No, no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you get into the disability sector? So I have, for my whole working career, been in the disability sector. Um, so I started uni, um, did a placement at uni, um, and that was it. What did you do at uni? Ah, so I did a Bachelor of Applied Science and okay. I finished that when I was about 21. Um, so that was great. And then I just moved into disability services after that and I've, yeah, for the past 15 years. Oh, 15 years, yep. <laughs> um, done lots of different bits and pieces. And in that time I also, I don't know why, decided to get a master's degree. Um, as you do. I, yeah, as you do, yeah, when I was um, pregnant with my first um, so, yeah, I got a master's in international public health, um, oh, which nice. was awesome. But, yeah, through that, just always been working, managing lots of different teams, um, doing lots of different things, employment, housing, uh, support coordinator. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Nice. Yeah. So what is it you do now? So about two years ago, um, I founded Me Plus More. And Me Plus More is an online platform which is specifically designed for people with an intellectual disability to work towards their independence. So really how that started is I'm, you know, sitting in the office, managing my team of support coordinators, um, running the houses, and my lovely support workers are going out and nothing was really happening for the individuals we were supporting. And I saw a real gap. Um, And to me, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's the support workers. The support workers are hopeless. They're not doing their job. And I was like, no, it's actually my fault for not giving them the tools and resources mm. to get some great things happening in that time together because um, I've got the skills to create those tools and resources, but who has the time when you're putting out fires constantly? Yeah. 
Um, so that's where the idea of Me Plus More came from. It's essentially a membership site. Um, individuals will join monthly or yearly and have access to all the tools and resources to guide their supports to get some good things happening. Yeah, I, was, I really do love the, the website. It's, oh, thank it's you. Nice. <laughs> and the, the turn on easy read button. Oh, it's my favourite part Brilliant. of the website. I've never seen that. I'm going to work out how I adopt it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's my favourite part. It's, you know, it's all about making it accessible for the individual. So there's all this great easy read content out there, but it's hard to get to. So it might take me 20 minutes, 20 clicks, um, and you can't expect um, a support worker to go through and find that information. What about the individual? Mm. So there's the great stuff there, but how are they meant to find if they don't have the capacity to go through and find that information through the websites? Um, you know, it can be a barrier. So that's yeah. why we have all of our information. Um, where you, at a click of a button, you press turn on easy read and it's all in easy read English and even our blogs. So we write blogs yep. um, and we translate them into easy read. And if we don't translate them, they don't go on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, I love that extra like extra level, especially to do blog posts are not necessarily easy. No. But um, yeah. putting that double thought into yeah. a standard version and an easy read as well to make yes. it more accessible. That's a yeah. fa fantastic um, yeah, thank you. thought process there. But yeah. I love your programs that you've got. Thank you. Um, so there's a couple of different programs. There's independent yep. living skills, uh, women in the workplace. Uh, work it and then you've yes. got your workshops as yes. well yeah so, uh, so there's a bit of content there bit of content so independent living skills was where it kind of started um, and it was about getting topics um, around anything you or I take for granted um, so you know how to keep a schedule how to access the internet safely um, how to have a pet <laughs> yeah, so I saw um, that. yeah yeah that's that was probably great. my favorite <laughs> my favorite topic um, and it's really um, for that individual that they have all that um, content in easy read and like I mentioned it's either there to guide their supports or they do it on their own so if they've got um, the capacity um, to jump online um, open their membership and have access um, to all those tools and resources yeah and you yeah. it can be paid out of the NDI NDIS plan Correct. as well yeah. yes yeah it can um, and you mentioned women in the workplace yeah um, so that was really exciting in mid 2021 we received a grant from the office for women to create a stream of learning just for women with intellectual disability. And why that was so exciting is because there was a commitment from the Commonwealth Government just to ladies uh, with intellectual disability. So what we did was we created a stream of learning with 12 topics all around workforce participation, women's economic security and safety. Uh, so that um, finished up at the beginning of this year and we were able to offer it free yep. uh, for a year and a half. Um, and it was also for those who identify as female as well and it was all topics to do with workforce participation so even you know starting with getting to know what sort of job you want to how to write your resume consent sexual harassment awareness understanding your rights yeah that's awesome that's uh, some valuable uh, learnings there yeah yeah and then we have work it which is Similar topics, just made gender neutral because yep. we had quite a few guys are like, can we get on? And I was like, well, it's a bit female focused. So um, we created one that was gender neutral. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, a great little pro uh, programs that you've got available. I, I think the whole idea is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. So people can go through the sort of sections with, yep. with their own support worker or mm -hmm. um how else is it done? Yeah, so there's a few options, yeah. um, but it's about the individual having their membership. So it's yes. about that 
the individual being able to log on and they have their own profile. It's also gamified. So there are points, there are badges, we have monthly challenges, we have a monthly leaderboard. Um, so it's, you know, it's the way to make learning fun. You have gamification in university grade learning. Mm -hmm. um, so why not have it here? So yeah, so the individual can um, do it with their supports or it can be in a group setting. Um, if that's what works for people, they can log in, watch the videos, look at the content and then come together and do the workbooks, which are all easy read um, and do that together as a group. I love that so much. And it works on, uh, is there an app for it as well? Yeah, or? so you just, well, not necessarily an app on your phone. You just log in online. Um, yeah. You can use your iPad. You can do it on your desktop. Um, laptop, whatever it is um, that you have access to. And you can do it anywhere. So it's not about sitting at home or sitting in a centre or you can be out having a coffee and you can jump online, um, look through the content, um, work through the workbook wherever you want. It could be in a cafe, in the library, I don't know, even on the side of the road <laughs> if you want. <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> at the beach, exactly. Yeah. Um, Favourite And, to work. you know, working <laughs> yeah. towards your independence at the beach. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 And then you yeah. can be, like, practising at the same time as working through the workbook. Correct, and, correct. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so there's lots of um, lots of bits and pieces in there, um, you know, that you can practise as you're out and about. We have role plays um, and we present those on videos and that's with our subject matter expert. Um, her name's Ruth. Uh, she has lived experience with intellectual disability and her role is to go through all the content to ensure it actually is easy read because, as I mentioned, you know, we have the experience of creating the content but we don't have that lived experience. Yeah. Um, so she's vital in assisting us with topic selection and making sure it's all an easy read. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's great. So how did you get engaged with Ruth then? Uh, I've known Ruth for quite a number of years. Yep. Yeah. So um, when Me Plus More started, um, I let her know that this job was on offer and see if it's something that she's interested in. And she was, yeah, really open, which was really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was really good. Oh, awesome. And I've heard you also give out certificates. And yes. Yeah, that's right. So once you finish a topic, um, you'll get a certificate and it'll have a nice pop-up with all the confetti um, and then you can print off the certificate um, if you'd like. Um, actually, the other day I saw on Facebook a lady who's one of our members, she changed her profile picture to have the Me Plus More certificate, which was really exciting. There's her, you know, there with a big smile on her face with her certificate, which was absolutely lovely. Um, and something I forgot to mention, we actually have a um, private Facebook group just for our members, which is why I saw her picture yeah. um, on there. And it's, it's just another usual way of people to make friends, connect with each other, support each other. So there's a lot of bands are in there about who's going to be on the leaderboard um, <laughs> awesome. each month, which is really fun. Um, you know, people are posting on their own now and being comfortable. Yeah. Um, that works yeah. all towards the uh, social media confidence and part of those programs. Exactly. That there. Exactly. And because it's online, we're all dotted around Australia. Yep. So we don't necessarily meet face to face. So we've got members in Perth, in South Australia, um, some in Brisbane, Sydney, everywhere. Um, so that's how we connect with each other. And then we also do online meetups every couple yep. of months. So we did one the other day and we all just got online and we just chatted, oh, um, wow. getting to know each other, seeing where everyone lives, what they do. And yeah, it's really it's nice. Awesome. I love that little community you've built That's there. what it is, exactly, yeah. which is really exciting. It's a real community feel now. I, I love that, that, that when you're sort of talking at the beginning there, how you're empowering your staff with this as well and mm -hmm. bringing that in. I noticed on your um, on the website you've also got a um, 
I, we engage with other service providers as well. Yes. Do you want to sort of give us yeah. a little bit of a review on that? Yeah. So um, where I love Me Plus More is in an employment setting. So, for example, supported employees, um, they don't have the opportunity like you or I do to jump online and do their online training because online training isn't accessible. So Me Plus More can be used as workplace training. So through our Women in the Workplace or Work It program, they can jump online at work and work towards their employment goals. Um, so, yeah, we have awesome. those opportunities. And like I mentioned earlier, it can be in a group setting. Um, for example, if, you know, there's a group of people come together and watch the videos on their device so they get their points and their badges mm -hmm. and then come together and use the workbooks and that guides their supports with conversations because we have information pages, cheat sheets, questions and answers, lots of different types of activities yeah. there as well. Yeah. Seems like you've, you've invested a lot of time and energy oh, yes. and effort into <laughs> yes. the whole program, all yeah. the programs as well. It's yeah, fantastic definitely. to see. Because yeah. it, it is a... Um, a key point when you're developing or planning to become a service provider to really think hard mm -hmm. and long about what the end result is and make sure yeah. you put that work into it and that's really right. coming through. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we put a lot of work to ensure that it is accessible and all the information is easy read um, and we have a number of members that log in on their own, yeah. which is really awesome um, and the way they communicate with us if they need tech support um, email, we have Messenger, um, lots of little chat boxes so the individual can get that support themselves. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So how long did it start take you from conception or the initial idea oh, yeah. to day one of the, the, the oh, being launching? So came up with the idea around a membership site and, you know, thought about, you know, how could it work? This is my gap. So came up with the idea and around six months later, uh, during lockdown in Sydney, I came home one day and I said to my husband, I'm quitting my job. This is not a side hustle anymore. Me plus more is, is it. And he said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I quit my job and yeah, so around six months because I was, you know, working full time. I've got three kids, you know, to ride a topic of learning was taking a month or two. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really going anywhere or it would go somewhere. It just would take a lot of time. So that's kind of where it started. That makes total sense. Having three children, it, it's, it's a, a whole full-time job all mm -hmm. of its own. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I've just got a border collie. <laughs> but he's a handful. Oh, my kids keep asking me for a dog and I'm like, uh, that's four kids. I don't think so at the moment. <laughs> And it's just start, started leveraging my dog as, uh, as a Yeah, <laughs> I think I need that, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just borrowed JD every now and again. So we, we said to the kids, if you go to school every day, because we've had issues with them yeah. not going to school, yeah. then we can have JD on the weekend. Great. It worked for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I love kids. <laughs> I think. <laughs> It was very amusing. Yeah. JD was not here for the weekend. <laughs> but he is currently outside being entertained, so surprised I have we haven't had a had a bark yet. Yes. Yes. And dogs <clears throat> dogs are something that I just I also um I didn't grow up with pets. Neither and so I. Yeah. I have no idea how to care for them. And yep. so when you said there's one about caring for pets, I was yep. like, oh, that would be good eventually I'm sure the kids will want, yeah. you know, when they get old enough and have their own place. Yeah. But they won't know how because they wouldn't it's have been skills involved. Yeah. <laughs> and commitment. Yeah. And I guess that the idea of that topic came from I've had support workers purchasing pets for those they're supporting. 
Um, and then they'd be like, this is fantastic. We've just got them a fish, for example. Oh and I'd be like, okay, that's great. But who's going to look after that fish? Oh, I'm going to look after that fish. I'm like, but you're not going to be around forever. Oh, yes, I'm, I'll be around forever. The next week they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> and that fish is left with that individual who has not necessarily has those skills at that point in time to look after that fish. So um, just from a like policies and procedures point of view, because I was thinking <laughs> of Sam, um, did you find like the idea of like risk and things like that difficult to balance up or did you think like, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't yeah. imagine big issues, but yeah. you know, I just I think it's it's um, you know sort of an interesting thing to think of for an online platform. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, definitely had to think about all of that. Um, but what we've realised as the time has gone on is it's really depending on that person's capacity of understanding of where the risk is and with their supports. Um, so it's really there as a guide with their supports as well. So if you know, if a family member or the service provider thinks that, you know, there may be risk involved with them accessing me plus more, then they put those supports in place. And I can have those conversations with the services. We go through what um, the topics are and, yeah, so we're very open to have those conversations with service providers if they're worried and even a parent. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of members where mum um, signs or assists the individual to sign up and, you know, it's the back and forward with mum. I haven't had dads yet, actually. <laughs> Mainly just mums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, dads, get them on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I think it's also great that you, like, there's someone physically at the end of a phone. Oh, definitely. Definitely. To yeah. Talk you through that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something we'll always keep, I guess, in house is that the tech support um, will be a person. Um, there to assist because it's a website. There's always, you know, here and there you need tech support. And even just to navigate through the website, if the individual wants to do it on their own but they get stuck, we can do a virtual tour um, if we're in a different city. So we do virtual tours and explain how it all works. So the last question of the podcast is, in your ideal world, what would the future of the NDIS look like? I guess for me, um, being in tech, <laughs> it's all about the really cool things that's happening in tech and individuals being able to access um, those resources. So at the moment, um, Me Plus no More isn't a registered provider. Um, and when I first started calling, um, it wasn't something that was, we didn't fit into a box, I guess, of what's on offer. Um, so it's about having all these resources and all this great stuff that keeps coming out of the woodwork. Um, enabling the individuals to have access to them. Oh, that's a really interesting point that not being able to register as a registered provider because you do something so left field. Mm. Yeah. But brilliant. And so people who are NDIA managed can't access it. That's correct. That's such a... <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes it becomes <laughs> so a problem what, yeah. from a agency level as well as an auditor point where their the brains are very stuck in traditional support service or support provider models and they, the moment you throw something interesting in the curveball um, or in the ballpark it, it just kind of explodes their mind and they're just like oh I don't know I would definitely challenge that yeah <laughs> look I've been on the phone 
for many hours. Um, I must say I did give up um, recently, but I'll get back on there um, for, so for the moment. Um, I know that's just how it is and we're not a provider, but hopefully yeah, in the future. Yeah, boy. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Well, my head's already ticking. I wasn't going to go into it over the podcast, but we will be talking sure. after this. <laughs> yeah. well, Watch this great. space. Love that answer and it's it's another – what I love, and I say this every time, but I, I love asking this question <laughs> yeah, because question. every single time we get a different answer and I yeah. love yeah. that you've had another different answer and it is it is so, so lovely and so exciting to hear. Different people have different ideas yeah. and um, it's wonderful. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. No I've really enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. Please share with people you know. You can email us at whatinthendispod at gmail.com. To contact me, it's hannah at tulipcoordination.com.au. And to contact Sam, it's sam at rosenbaum.consulting. Until next time, as the Green Brothers say, Don't forget to be awesome. Huzzah!